Welcome to the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, where we dive into stories of resilience, strength, and triumph in the world of childbirth. Today, we're honored to share Julie's remarkable journey from a home birth transfer to a C-section to experiencing not just one, but two healing and peaceful home births. Get ready for a heartwarming tale of the power of prayer, the profound sacrifices of motherhood, and the ultimate surrender to a higher purpose as we prepare for birth. But before we delve into Julie's inspiring story, I wanna share an extraordinary opportunity with you. If you're a pregnant mama who's contemplating a home birth or even just curious about it, and you've experienced the challenges and uncertainties that can accompany this decision, then listen closely. The peaceful home birth community is opening its doors in October, and it's tailor-made for women just like you. Imagine being a part of a tight-knit sisterhood of like-minded individuals, all on the same journey towards a peaceful home birth. We're only accepting 15 founding members, so act fast. When you join, you'll discover a nurturing and supportive environment where you can find the answers and encouragement you need. Our weekly group training sessions will cover vital topics to prepare you for your home birth journey. This community isn't just an option. It's an integral part of your path to a peaceful home birth. So don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Sign up today by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, let's dive into Julie's incredible story and find inspiration for your own journey. Welcome to the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, where your journey to a joyful and empowered birth experience begins. I'm your host, Allie McLean, a registered nurse, home birth coach, devoted wife, and proud mother to four incredible kiddos. I've walked the path from trauma to triumph, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. At the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, we're more than just a show. We're a community of dreamers, believers, and fearless mothers-to-be. If you're seeking to reclaim your birth story, to transform fear into confidence, and to embrace the beauty of home birth, you found your tribe. My own transformative journey began with a traumatic C-section, propelling me on a quest to uncover the power of home birth. And now, I'm on a mission to help you rise above your past, prevent needless C-sections, and stand firmly in the certainty of your dream birth. As a devoted follower of Jesus, I believe that His divine design for birth is inherently good. It is a reflection of His love, strength, and grace. If the dream of home birth has been planted on your heart, know that it's there for a purpose, and I'm here to stand with you as you pursue it wholeheartedly. In a world filled with racing thoughts and doubts, I'm your guide to taking those thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ, and replacing them with the liberating truth. Together, we'll navigate the challenges that lie ahead, finding not only freedom, but also unbridled joy on your path to motherhood. This podcast is a haven for the woman who has faced the darkness of a traumatic birth and has questioned whether home birth is within her reach. Here we shatter those doubts. Join us for illuminating interviews with remarkable birth workers who share our reverence for the sanctity and splendor of birth. Listen to inspiring women as they recount their triumphant birth stories, each a testament to the strength that resides within you. So whether you're just starting to explore the world of home birth or you're already on this radiant journey, the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast is your sanctuary, your wellspring of knowledge, and your unwavering support system. 
Get ready to be inspired, to be empowered, and to embark on a path that leads you to the birth you've always dreamed of. It's time to experience the Holy Spirit's power, to embrace the beauty of birth, and to create a legacy of love and strength. Are you ready to transform your birth experience? Let's dive in. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you today. It's been a long time coming. I can't believe I haven't had you on the show sooner. So I'm really excited to talk to you about your story today. But before we do that, would you just introduce yourself? Yes. Hi. <laughs> Me and Ali have been friends on Instagram for like, I don't even know, like four or five years. I know. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we met through Instagram, but um, I'm Julie and I am a mama of three little boys. Um, they are five, three, and almost one in like a week. Um, I'm just crying a little bit on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we are a military family. We live out in Wyoming currently, and I'm just a huge advocate for um, VBACs and natural birth and all of the crunchy mama things. So that's why me and Allie get along. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I found you on Instagram because I was searching for somebody who was having an HVAC. And I think you were probably one of the first people I found um, who had that story. So that's what we're talking about today is your story. And I love your perspective on things, mostly because I'm a huge advocate for first time moms um, having a, a home birth, because I, I feel like if I would have went through that experience, you know, I, my whole life would be different. Not, I mean, I'm thankful for my story, because I think the Lord used it for sure, but also it would have saved me a lot of trauma, probably. Now, coming from your perspective, I think it's every first time mom's worst nightmare to transfer. And so we're kind of talking about a little bit of, of your story and how you kind of recovered from that and had two amazing healing home births after that. So wherever you want to start with that first story, I would love to hear that. Yeah, so just kind of some background a little bit or a little bit of background. My mom is actually a home birth mom as well. She had um, me and my older sister in a hospital and it was very traumatic for her. She was like, I'm never doing that again. So she just kind of like completely did a 180 and had her next three babies at home. Um, and so I was actually there for all three of my younger sisters and brothers home birth. And it was just kind of like how I was raised. Like, this is just a normal place that babies are born. Like you just wake up one day and have a baby at your house. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of why, like immediately I was like, well, I'm gonna have a home birth if I'm pregnant. Like this isn't even like a question. I'm definitely not going to the hospital. Um, and so unfortunately the area that we lived in was just very, I don't And it was kind of behind the times. The hospital was very old, had very old hospital policies. There were no home birth midwives, like anywhere within like 60 mile radius. Um, so nobody was going to travel to me. And so I ended up going to just, just your standard OB midwife practice and like had like a decent experience. And then um, by the time I was like 34 weeks or so, I, they were just like scaring me into different things. Like, oh, you're, you have a a marginal cord insertion, like, oh, that's so dangerous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'd be like calling my mom, like in tears every time I would leave that place because they would have like something new that was wrong with me. Oh, you need to come in every single week from now until delivery. 
and we need to do an ultrasound and we need to do like the, what is it called when they do like all of the things on your belly and strap oh, yeah, the in. biophysical profile yeah. or the yeah. non-stress yeah. test. Yeah. Yeah. Every single week because of yeah. my cord, I was like, mm, probably not. <laughs> so I called my mom. She's like, you need to look harder for a midwife. Like just start searching and call around and see if anybody will take you, even if they're far away. And so I found my home birth midwife immediately loved her, hired her like pretty much a week later, um, and had a great experience. Um, just ended up with kind of a crappy birth story where it was just stuff that was out of my hands where, you know, my water broke early baby was very malpositioned. And so I made the like very hard call to transfer, um, a non-emergent transfer, which I always like to tell people because I think people think like home birth, Oh, that's so scary. Like what Mm -hmm. if something bad happens? And I'm like, I don't think you understand that like 95% of transfers are for pain relief. So that mom can rest because she's yeah. just, just had a really long labor exhaustion maternal so, exhaustion yeah yes and I think people don't realize that and so I'm mm-hmm. very you know obviously still a huge home birth advocate since I've had two home births since then but um I think that's important to note that typically most transfers are not emergencies um so when I did go I ended up with just a very old hospital with very outdated policies and very um just abusive and we're going to call child protective services and we're going to do this and that. And you have to get the vitamin K, you have to get the eye ointment. We're going to call CPS. They're going to come and take your baby. And so just very, just horrible, abusive tactics to get me to just go along with what they were wanting essentially. And so, um, ended up with a C-section after 30 hours of labor from start to finish, like from home birth until, or from the start of my home birth until, um, hospital. Like, I think they even let me push for a little while while I was there, but eventually like, you know, baby started having D cells and stuff. And I ended up having C-section and it was, it felt almost embarrassing to me to like, have to go through that. Cause it was like, I am such a huge, like home birth advocate. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like this failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. So I was like, I don't even want people to know yeah, like yeah. that I ended up here, you know? I mean, we still ended up doing like the birth announcement. My husband actually made a really sweet announcement. It was like, my, my wife did everything she could. Like mm. she tried, you know, for 30 hours to get our baby here. Like we ended up with a C-section at the hospital. And so it was just a really hard thing to go through. And I don't yeah. think there was a very, um, there wasn't like a big Instagram presence back in 2017 where there was like all of these accounts on how to like heal from birth trauma and like mm. all these things. So it was like trying to navigate that after his birth was like, I was in the dark, like alone. I was like, I don't even know who to talk to about this yeah. because the home birth people are very much like home birth all the way. Like, home birth or die. That's home birth or die. Basically yeah, that's, that's, that sounds terrible, but that's yeah. literally some of the accounts I've come across where it's yeah. like transfers aren't necessary. And basically like you're, you know, not a real home birth mom if you transfer. Yeah. And so I had to, I had to unfollow a lot of accounts because of that because it was just very much like, well, I planned for my home birth and I did everything. Mm-hmm. And obviously like, that's why I got my home birth because I was so educated and did all of yeah. these things. And I was like, that's a really like detrimental thing to say to someone who, you know, had a home birth transfer. And so that was hard. And then I didn't really feel like I fit in with the C-section moms either mm-hmm. because it was like, well, you just be thankful to mm-hmm. your both alive. And so yeah. that was kind of like, I was stuck in this like really hard place, like in the middle and I was like, but I'm a home birth mom who's had a C-section. And so it was kind of like, I don't know where I fit in here. 
You know what I mean? So it was just kind of a hard place for me to navigate. And then getting pregnant, I got pregnant, not on purpose. (laughs) We weren't preventing, but we weren't really trying. So I got pregnant 15 months postpartum and was kind of like, all right, well, I've got to heal from this because I'm still not feeling confident in having a baby. Basically, like, I don't want to go to the hospital, but I'm terrified to give birth at home because I don't want to transfer again. And so for me, it was like, I've got to figure out how to navigate this because I can't have a baby and be like still traumatized at the same time, you know, because I think giving birth is like 95% mental. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, yeah, there's a physical aspect of it, obviously, but people always ask me, they're like, Oh, what did you do? Did you run? Did you like <laughs> yeah. walk every day? I'm like, no, I never ran ever. <laughs> I was like, I did that for my C-section and I got a C-section and I didn't do right. any of like the workout or anything like that with my other three. And I was fine. <laughs> right? Exactly. I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, if I wasn't doing it, like before I got pregnant, I'm not doing it during. So like, yeah, like light movement and stuff is very good for you, obviously, but like, I'm not running marathons while I'm pregnant. <laughs> um, so I just think that's funny though. Cause I think people really want to know, like, what did you do to achieve this? Yeah. I want yeah. to do exactly what you did. Yeah. Like there's some type of formula to guarantee outcomes. I know that is right. That is definitely something that I was looking for too, and which is probably why I ended up finding you. I was like looking for yes. that perfect formula that will guarantee me to get a home birth after. And it's like, it just yep. doesn't work that way. And we can lean very legalistic in some of the things that we do. And then it does turn so many people off to home birth because it's like home birth or die. And like, you really aren't like a good woman if you don't follow this formula and have that perfect outcome. And it's like, Ah, there's so much more freedom out there for birth than we allow or talk about. So I agree. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I just, I think that some people just really think that you did something physical or you did something to your body to allow to have like this home birth or this VBAC or whatever. Right. And I don't think that there's a specific like physical thing or supplement I took to allow me to have my babies vaginally, you know, like we're at home. I think it was you, you trust the process of birth and you allow for birth to take you kind of on this journey where you don't really know where it's going to end up. Sometimes it ends up in this place where it's like this amazing healing journey. And sometimes it's not like my first birth was just not what I expected it to be. And, um, I think some of the healing comes from knowing that you don't have all of this control. And like, I know you're a Christian Mm -hmm. and I'm a Christian. I think like relinquishing some of that control is very much like a thing that we are taught. Like as Christians, like God has the ultimate control over every situation in our life, including our births. Mm -hmm. And I don't think God like is like this bad thing's going to happen to you. Like I'm planning this bad thing to happen to you. But I think because of free will and Mm -hmm. the fall and sin and all of those things, like bad things just do happen, unfortunately. And I think God allows us to go through those things so that we, like what you said, like we can help other moms, you know, our stories are ours for a reason. Yeah. And And that reminds me of Romans 8, 28, where it talks about he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So even though you went through such a hard experience with your first, like he's using it for good in so many other people's lives. Like I'm 
and and when you finally get to a point of surrender to be thankful for those experiences, not because they were good experiences, but because of how the Lord used them, that's where you find freedom. That's where you find joy. That's where you find hope. And so that's really like, how did you get to a place of healing that wound from your first birth and then choose to try again, you know, cause that has to be so hard to say, you know what, I'm going to put myself in the same exact situation and hope for a different outcome when that's the only outcome, you know, that had to have been so hard. It was, I mean, I had a hard time picturing what a home birth even looked like. I was just like, yeah. all I can see is trying again and ending up in the hospital again. So I was like, I've got to like, stop thinking this way. And like the, really one of the only, or there's a few ways you can do this, but I mean, prayer is a huge aspect of it for me. Like it really was, it was like, I'm just praying over my baby, like every day and praying over my birth every day. Like, please let this be healing for me. Even if it's not the way that it looks that I think it's going to look, you know? So even if I end up in the hospital again, like let that be glorifying to you. You know what I mean? Like it's totally, I think that was where I got to a place of where it was like, I'm still going to be this baby's mom no matter what. So. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I know that's a beautiful place to be because you can still have wounds and you can still have that pain of what didn't happen, but you can get to a point where you can realize the gift that you have. And I know that for my fourth, it like, it took me four babies to get to a point where I was like, thank God for this beautiful gift. It's not, it doesn't always have to be all about the birth. Although the birth is so powerful and it really does help you in your motherhood. Like the fact that you can hold this baby in your arms is such a beautiful gift. And so it does come down to surrender surrendering control making the best decisions that you know how with the information you have at the time and and going from there because we only have so much control over our decisions so exactly and I think that's that's a huge part of it where it's like some people are just like we'll just let it go how it'll go and I'm like well (laughs) yeah go with the flow (laughs) exactly and I think I fall in a place kind of in between there where it's like go with where birth takes you to an extent, you know, like we, sometimes we do have to surrender control to our situation because we can't plan for every outcome, but plan as best as you can so that you can end up with the best outcome as possible. Like as like humanly possible, basically. Um, and so, yes, like read, educate yourself, take birth courses. There, there's nothing wrong with doing that stuff and educating yourself. Like, I think that stuff is fantastic. Um, but there is also an aspect of it that we we have to relinquish control of. And I think for me, that was that was a big part of my healing journey with my second baby. Um, even my third baby, actually, like I got to a place with both of them where I was like, okay, well, um, I don't have full control over my birth. And so I need to get to a place with God, even where I need to be like, whatever happens, happens. And I trust you. And that's all I can really do, you know? So it's just, um, even with my third, I had a really hard time, like getting past this like mental block where it was like, I had an amazing second birth. I don't deserve that again. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) That's a real thing. Yes. It really, it really was for me. Like I was just like, 
I just could not picture having another amazing birth. And I think it was me self-sabotaging because I was like, well, I had an amazing birth. God gave me that one. And now I don't deserve another. But my midwife said like the sweetest thing. This was actually, I had transferred to a different midwife. Like when I was 30 weeks with my second, I'm sorry, with my third baby. I just love transferring to different care providers, apparently. (laughs) But she was like, everyone deserves a great birth. Always. She's like, no one deserves to have a bad birth. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I know, like, I need to get that through my head. And she's like, God doesn't want you to have a bad birth. He wants you to have a beautiful birth. And so, like, thinking that you, like, aren't deserving for some reason of it because you've had a good birth before just doesn't make sense. Or She's even, like, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, even the fact that we think we can earn a good birth. Yes. You know, that that's kind of the other side of it. It's like, if I do everything right, then I earned it in some way, shape, or form. And it's like, no, God doesn't work like that. Like, he's so loving. He's so kind. He designed birth to work. Like, if he didn't, the human race wouldn't be existing today, you know? And so- exactly. That's, I'm so glad your midwife said that because that's such a good reminder. And I'm sure you had to repeat that over and over in your head just to kind of get it in there. (laughs) I know exactly. No. And I think, I think a lot of the work you have to do is just constantly praying and reminding yourself, my birth doesn't have to be what it was. Like this is a different baby and this is a different birth. And I, I, I kind of repeated that, like, as like my mantra or whatever you want to say it's called for my, for my second baby, where I was like, and my mom constantly said it too, because I actually went into labor the exact same day, my boys share a birthday, my first two boys share a birthday. And so I was in labor the same day, two years later, exactly to like the day and time and all of it. And I was like, losing it. I was like, I'm going to end up in the hospital. I just know it for it's the same day at the same time. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, this is a different birth and this is a different baby. She's like, you need, you need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. This is a, a completely different situation. She's like, we're not going to end up back in the hospital. Like she was basically like talking sense into me. And I think honestly, having someone do that to me was what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having a birth team that was supportive you know, and just there for me and like talking through those fears with me and stuff. Um, instead of just kind of keeping them inside and just kind of like, I'm going to end up in the hospital. I was like, just out loud, just like speaking my fears out to everyone that was there, like my husband and my mom. And I had the same midwife and everything. So she knew my, my history and my story and my trauma and just having those people like in my corner, kind of like fighting those battles for me, like telling me that these are not true. This is not true, Julie. Like you, it's going to be okay. And just having people like speak over you. And like, um, just like even during my birth, like having them speak affirmations over me and stuff. Like I was like, can you guys read my affirmations out loud for me? Or like having someone pray over you, like during your birth, those are so much more powerful. I think than people realize Mm -hmm. because I think people really just think like birth is just this physical thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more than that. It's such a spiritual event. Mm -hmm. And you know, I know not everyone is a Christian, but like God is, God is there mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> at your birth with you. Yeah. And I think even people who don't believe in God or follow Jesus, like can sense the, the spiritual aspect of it. I Absolutely. think everybody can tell it's there. It's just how you're going to interpret, like who's in charge of that experience. 
And so I think that's such a powerful thing. And I remember for my first home birth after a C-section, I got to a point where I was so tired. Like I was fighting to control my thoughts and my anxiety. And like you were saying, I mean, I got chills when you're talking about how your mom and your midwife and your husband, they're speaking truth. They're, they're holding up your arms during a battle that was raging. And like, uh, I remember when I got to that point and my midwife looked at my husband and was like, you need to pray over her. Like you just need to pray over her. And I, then he took my verses that I had written down and he just started reading them and praying. And it was like something shifted in that moment where it's like, there's peace that comes in that's unexplainable. There's this relief. It doesn't take away the hardness of labor, but there's a power that happens. And it, it's hard to explain for people who haven't experienced it, but like you're saying, it's so powerful. So even if you're not a Christian, like I challenge you, if you are in labor and you get to that point, like pray, God's there, whether you know it or not. And so, sorry, sorry, yeah. can I stop you right there for one second? Yeah. <laughs> my kids at the toilet. So yeah, that's my challenge to you is that you know, reach out, pray, experience that spiritual power, because there is something that shifts in the spiritual realm that we can't see with our eyes. But when you're in labor, you can feel that shift happen. And it's powerful. Absolutely. And I think that it's just such a big piece that a lot of people are missing. Like you said, Mm -hmm. even if they're not believers, I think it's like they feel that Mm -hmm. spiritual aspect of labor and of birth. Like you're meeting this new soul Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was I always say like the soul is just with God and they're now with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's that like that realm, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just, I don't know. People say it's like heavenly, like you're like, you're kissing heaven when you mm-hmm. have your baby because it's yeah. like this baby was <laughs> just sent to you. So yeah, I just, I think it's so interesting, but um, I think um, just some other things. And these are, I guess, more tangible things mm-hmm. that I did to kind of help me um, not the physical aspect, but very much like the mental spiritual aspect of it, um, was just speaking with someone about my birth. And I think it's so important to do, to speak your traumas and your fears and all of those things to someone who will validate you, not just be like, it's fine. (laughs) You're fine. Just get over it. And it was, just a big thing for me to be able to do that. And so I did go to therapy for a long time after my first baby was born, because I think if I hadn't done that, I would have been in even like an even worse place than I felt like I was when I did get pregnant. Um, and I think that that was the most helpful for me to start to heal after his birth. Um, I did EMDR therapy, which is like trauma therapy. Um, and I did probably six months of that. And I think I got pregnant, like, maybe three months after I stopped doing therapy. So I feel like I was still in like a better place than I had been for sure. Um, Just being with someone who like can really just validate all of those things that you went through. Um, And then as far as what I did, like when I was actually pregnant, I I spoke with like a birth story. What is it? Birth Birth story story listener. Yeah. That's so I did that. Um, I just did one session. It was probably like an hour, but it was literally one of like the turning points for me just to have someone like listen to my story and like not make me feel like I was crazy for feeling that sort of way about my birth, you know, like, yeah, 
I just, I think like so many people are just so used to like traumatic stories and stuff. And our grandmas all had traumatic births, unfortunately, because just like the era that it was, was like twilight sleep and like, you're just unconscious. And then there's a baby in your arms. So like, that was just so normalized. And so I think like the generations above us just like, don't unfortunately care, or they've just like shoved all of that down where it's like, just get over it. Birth trauma, like whatever your baby's alive. Yeah. Why are you complaining? Um, whereas now I feel like at least there's more of a, just a generation of people who are like, it's not okay that your birth was so traumatic and that people treated you so terribly. Like, yes, you have a baby that's healthy and like, yeah, you're kind of healthy. Like my whole womb was just cut open. I'm not exactly that healthy. Um, but I think that talking to someone who understands that healthy mom, healthy baby physically isn't all that matters there is a spiritual there is a mental there is an emotional aspect of birth that matters and it should matter like that's the only time you're going to meet your baby and it should be beautiful and joyful and full of peace and it shouldn't just be this like get the baby out cut the baby out like who cares as long as they're both alive physically (laughs) I'm like there's more to birth than that. And I think some people don't get that. And I think that's why it's hard to kind of like, you just want to shake people and be like, birth matters. Yeah. It really does. Like it really changes you. And like, it's, it's such a spiritual event. And I think that that's why I had such a hard time, like coping and dealing with that loss of my birth, basically. Like it was just a completely 180 or a complete 180 from what I had thought it would be. And so I think that speaking with someone about that is so helpful because there there's healing out there you know like you can heal from that and I think instead of just bottling it up and like pretending like it never happened it's so powerful to speak it out and be like this is what happened to me and I don't want it to happen ever again so I'm going to do everything in my power to not let it happen to me or other women which is why I know like I speak out about Mm -hmm. birth trauma and I know that's why you speak out about it because Mm -hmm. you don't ever want anyone else to feel what you felt right yeah I think validation kind of going back to like you know, birth story listening and, and therapy, it's the power comes when you are validated. Like this is trauma. Like what you experience is trauma. And that's why you're feeling the way you're feeling. I know I I was so confused after I was like, why do I feel so broken? Like I have a baby I'm alive. Like nobody ever told me that birth could be traumatic like it was normalized to the point where this just happens this is just how it is and then I was like okay so this just happened but like I feel so broken and I don't feel equipped to mother my child and that it it was so important to get validated and I too went to therapy with somebody who had a c-section and then went on to have a VBAC and she was like I I get it like this is trauma you have PTSD that's why you can't drive past the hospital that you you know like were cut open at this is why you get flashbacks of the OR when you're driving and you see lights like it's so insane that nobody is talking about the importance of this so validation is so key and I'm so glad that you had access to that. And I think that's also why we both do what we do is like, we want all women to have access to people who understand that this is not normal. And like, there is healing. Like you were saying, there's so much hope, so much hope. Right. And I guess I just, I don't know. I think a huge part of 
the healing aspect too, that people don't realize is, is that it's not that physical stuff. And a lot of people don't realize that there are these tools out there for them to heal. And like birth, I said, it's like 95% mental. Like you need to go into this birth prepared and ready to battle with your mind basically. (laughs) Um, And like, yes, I do believe like, obviously your birth team plays a big part, like in having support and having the support of your spouse and having the support of, you know, your doula and whoever is going to be there. Um, But I think like you have to go into it ready and like not fully healed. I don't think that that's ever a thing. Like, you know, I'm never going to be fully healed from my first baby's birth. Like there will always be that little bit of sadness when I think about his birth, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I think you can, you can take that and you can keep moving forward and you can help others and you can have a healing birth for yourself and you can do all these things and it's, it's not going to erase it, but it's going to make it so that you can, you can just keep moving on with your life. Yeah. You know what There's I mean? Like purpose to the pain. I think when you, exactly. realize, I think that's, that purpose is what makes you keep moving forward. Yes. Yes. And like, I'm at a place where I'm not like sobbing over my first baby's birth story. You know, like I've gotten to a place where I'm like, this is my story. And I accept that that's my story. And I'm okay with that. Like, I wouldn't change my story. Just like what you said. Like, I just feel like God had a purpose for that birth, even if it's not what I thought it would be. I don't think I would be the same person that I am today had that not happened. And I don't think like I could advocate for others as well if that had not happened, or I wouldn't have this like fire in my heart for other women who've gone through C-sections, you know, Mm -hmm. like I think a lot of people are um, just kind of brushed aside, like you know, C-section moms. And they're just like, I have all of this sadness for my birth. And like, no one cares because it's just so normalized because it's like, 35% 35% of women mm-hmm. are having babies by a C-section yeah. and it's just another way to give birth. Like it's no big deal. It's just like, Oh, you just go to the hospital, have a baby. But like, you're literally having like a surgery, <laughs> a major just- abdominal surgery. Yeah. And right. then they don't, they like, don't talk about it and they just schedule another one because of exactly. trauma. And so what you were saying too, go, it really does go back to that mindset. Cause yes, birth team matters, like location, matters, all of that, but your mind has to be in the right place for us to make those decisions. Like a lot of times we make decisions out of unhealed places, out of unhealthy thought patterns, Mm -hmm. out of trauma. And so we don't pick the best birth team all the time. We don't pick the best location. We're operating out of fear and that can impact your next birth. So what you did was so powerful to prepare yourself, to heal yourself for your second and third births. Could you just give a little recap of each of those births? And what do you think was it about each of those that was healing for you specifically? Yeah. So I went on to have my HVAC with my second baby was born two years to the day of my first baby's traumatic birth. And I I was like, this is God doing this. (laughs) This is like the redemption of my day that like always brought so much sadness for me. And so like his birth was amazing. It was probably, gosh, I want to say like eight or nine hours, like start to finish. So it was actually like a very like quick labor. Um, It was very peaceful. I just had everybody there that I wanted, like my same midwife that was there for my first birth. Um, 
just everyone who understood all of the things that I went through. And so they were all there just like, you know, speaking truth over me and just being very encouraging. And, um, and when he was born, I actually had like a very bad tear. And I was kind of in a place like physically where I was like, this is, this is like a very hard place to heal. And I think I kind of was a little bit taken aback. Cause I was like, well, this is, you know, I would not equate it to like as equal to my C-section pain, but like similar in a different way. And so I still had a kind of a difficult postpartum with him, like trying to heal from a really bad tear. And I mean, I was on top of the world, like otherwise, I was like, I can't believe it. I actually pushed a baby out of me. That was like the first thing I said. Um, but I think I was still in a place where I was like, had gotten like my dreams of this V back in my head where it would just be like, a blissful postpartum and it wasn't exactly that. And I think I still had to kind of just heal physically from that, but also realize like birth is still hard. And I think it's kind of like gotten to a place sometimes for women that are just like, my baby just fell right out and I had the easiest postpartum ever and everything was dreamy and beautiful. It's like, it's still birth. It is still birth. It's still pushing a baby out. Like, there are these things and these expectations I think that I had that I didn't know about or that I didn't expect. And so that was still a little bit hard for me um, to recover from his birth. It was still, you know, a beautiful experience and everything. I would never, ever change it. Um, but then with Charlie, which is my youngest, someone that's almost one years old, um, his birth like really like changed everything for me. It was still like parts of me healed that I hadn't realized or like expectations um, that weren't met with my second birth, like everything was like perfect with his birth. <laughs> like I couldn't have asked for another beautiful birth. And that one just like topped everything. Cause I like prayed over his birth every day. I was like, God, I know this is like so dumb, but like, I really want to have a water birth. <laughs> so just like praying over anything that's on your heart, like anything that, because God cares about those little details. You might not think like he does, but he, he does, he cares about those little things, those little desires of our heart. And so, because I had never, cause I transferred with my first baby, I, I had been in the birth pool, but I never got to use it. And then second baby, I got out of the birth pool, had the bad tear. And I was like, God, if I could just please have a water birth and not tear, that would be just like the best ever. <laughs> and so I would just pray like every day just for my birth and for my baby and for his safety and his health. And obviously like for my safety and health and, um, that I just wouldn't tear and that I would have a water birth. And I did, <laughs> I had both, I didn't tear oh, at all. And I had my water birth and it was just like such a blissful, beautiful experience for me. Um, and like, just, it just kind of like those last few things that I had always dreamed about, like came to fruition. And it was just a very beautiful experience. And like his birth was four hours, I think. And it was oh my gosh. just like fast. And it was, I wouldn't, I mean, I would never say like birth is pain-free, but like his birth felt the easiest to manage. I think for me, I think I already knew what I was like going into and I knew how to cope better. I like learned more skills on like how to breathe better and things like that and how to push. Um, and so I think I was just more prepared for, um, his birth because I, I still did. Am I frozen? No, you're good. Oh, sorry. Oh, you, your screen was frozen. Sorry. <laughs> we'll just edit that out. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like everything that I had prayed about 
um, was it just came to be. And I thought that was just such a sweet gift from Jesus that mm -hmm. I was able to have this birth that I had dreamed about. Like it was, I was actually kind of like not expecting it to happen so quickly because I actually went into labor at 39 and six and gave birth on my due date, wow. which has never happened. I've always had 41 and 42 week babies. And so I was just like, what is happening? This is not labor. And so I was just not expecting it like at all. I still had groceries all over the counter and I didn't put up my twinkly lights or anything, you know, but it was like so beautiful in its own way. And like just everything I had dreamed of. And I was, I mean, my mom, my mom almost didn't make it. It was like, she got there an hour before he was born and my husband, they were both driving from the airport. So I don't know. It was just, it was everything that I had hoped it would be. And I kind of just didn't expect it to go that way. I think just because I still had that thing in my mind, that, that like that little voice that's just telling you like, you don't deserve another good birth mm -hmm. and just fighting that with mm -hmm. truth. I do, mm -hmm. I do deserve a good birth and you deserve a good birth and women deserve to have beautiful births. Like no one deserves birth trauma. And I think just speaking that truth into yourself and praying about it, like changes so much. It, it really does. I think it, um, there's a lot to say about like self-talk and just mm -hmm. truth is speaking to yourself and praying and all of that. And, um, well, it's taking your, yeah, I just so your thoughts off. captive and making them obedient to Christ. And when your thoughts are telling you something that is Absolutely. anti to what the truth is, you know, that's not from him. And so that it is a constant battle. Exactly. And we have to get good at it. And I, so many women get on this. It's like a crazy cycle where they're like, have an anxious thought and they entertain that thought. And then it turns them around and around and around in a circle until they get so discombobulated that they're like, I'm done. Like <laughs> somebody yes. else deal with this, do my birth for me, make all the decisions for me because I can't deal with these thoughts in my head. And that's right. where I see birth getting completely out of control is when, yeah. when and it, so it starts with the mind. It's, and I just love to, it was like when I was hearing your talk about um, how you just like prayed every day, like, Lord, this is little, you know, like birth seems little in the eternal perspective, but it matters right. to me. And it was like confirmation of his love. Like I'm listening to you and I care about the little details. And that right. is so beautiful. And it's such a faith builder when that happens. And so it's like, yeah, that could have happened without you praying too. Like maybe that was just his sovereign plan for you. But the fact right. that he invites us in to that relationship to be able to share our hearts and our desires with him. And then he like grants that because that's his heart and desire for you. Like, it's so beautiful. And I just don't want any woman to miss out on that because it's, oh man, there's so much joy that comes. Absolutely. I think, I think people just are unfortunately missing that aspect of it if they don't allow it in mm -hmm. and allow that, that aspect of pregnancy mm -hmm. and labor and birth and the postpartum experience. I think all of it is, it really is. It's so spiritual. And it's, if you allow God to come into that space with you, it's just, it's life-changing. It, <laughs> it really is. Like, like people do, they say it's, oh, it's a, it's a spiritual experience. I'm like, yes, but 
who's behind that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's or wait, it's just... such a beautiful design. Okay. Well, who's the designer? Like, right? <laughs> you know, like let's, let's think about this a little bit more. I mean, I hear a lot of women who are really in tune to the spiritual aspect of birth identify as witches. And so it's like, yes. they're really, they're, there's such a witchy aspect out there of birth. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? They are in tune some more than Christians are. And it's like, whoa, Christian, like this is real and it, there's real power in it. And it doesn't have to be a scary thing, but also the witches out there, like there's, there's a better way. There's like an right. actual relationship out there that you can have with the the creator of this portal to the spiritual realm like there's exactly so I think we all have something to learn from this experience I agree I agree man well your birth story is so beautiful I like every single one of them you know in their own way and I just thank you so much for coming and sharing your heart um I think this is a message that every woman, regardless of where they're at, where they're planning their birth, you know, if they're pregnant or not, like need to hear. And this spiritual aspect really does carry into motherhood too. So when you're making empowered decisions or when you're making Holy Spirit led decisions, like it will follow you into motherhood and that matters. Um, Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So do you have any last words or pieces of wisdom that you want to leave my listeners with? I know I have a lot of first time moms on here. I also have a lot of um, moms who have had C-sections and have had traumatic births um, and they're looking for a better way. They want to be empowered. So do you have anything to add to that or any pieces of wisdom? Yeah. I mean, I, I always tell people, I say, educate yourself to the best of your ability. Um, always know that you like have an internal intuition for a reason that's God given. And remember that birth isn't something that you have 100% control of and to never let it become like this idol for you, like, which I think a lot of women do, unfortunately, and then they fall hard. And I think that's why I did fall very hard with my first baby. Um, So I think like relinquishing that control and just remembering like I need to surrender if it comes to that. Like if there's ever a time where I need to do that, I'll do it. And that's so much of what motherhood is in general. And my mom said when my first baby was born, she said, all moms surrender something for their babies someday. She's like, you just had to do it at the very start and I'll never forget that when she said that because it's so true like motherhood is so sacrificial Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes birth to realize that sometimes it's a few years down the road and um it just really depends you know it's it's just a journey of constant sacrifice Mm -hmm. and just going into it with that mindset of I I have to sacrifice things for my babies. It might be my birth dreams. It might be something else later. And just remembering that and just remembering that God is still with you no matter what, no matter if your birth is what you expected or if it's not, then he'll always use it. Like you said, for 
for his for his good for your good mm -hmm. and um I think that that's was probably the biggest piece for me is just remembering God God allowed this to happen to me not because he hates me yeah. but because he, he does love me and he has a purpose and it was it was just meant to be that way and it was meant so that I could be a better person and for me to help others so sorry for crying oh my gosh <laughs> no Julie that was so beautiful so beautiful thank you so much for coming on and sharing where can people find you connect with you you have such great information on your Instagram. I, I love it. And so many amazing links that I've used way too many of. <laughs> no, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I'm at authentically.julie. Um, and I, t I talk a lot about VBACs and, um, controversial stuff <laughs> Yeah, and holistic living mm -hmm. and all of the things, but, um, I would love to connect with anybody on there, especially be back and age back mamas are my, have a special place in my heart forever. So I try to always answer those messages as fast as possible. If I have anybody asking about um, just anything related to that. So yeah, that's awesome. You, I'll Allie, put all for... of those links in, in the show notes and okay, I'll perfect. definitely go connect with Julie. Cause she, she has a wealth of information, but Thank you so much, and I hope thank you, you have a good rest of your day. Thank you for having me on to yeah, chat. Yeah. <laughs> totally. All right. Thank you for joining us on this powerful episode of the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast. Julie's story is a testament to the strength and resilience of mothers and the beauty that can arise from even the most challenging birth experiences. We hope you are moved and inspired by Julie's journey. Your support means the world to me, and there's a simple way you can help continue to share these incredible stories with others. Please take a moment, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews not only motivate me, but also help other mothers who may be seeking solace, guidance, and inspiration on their own homework journeys. So if you found value in today's episode, leave a review and share your thoughts. Thank you for being part of our community, and I look forward to bringing you more incredible stories of strength, resilience, and the power of home birth in the future. Stay tuned for our next episode, and until then, 